welcome to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. So happy to be back with you after a short break. We've been working on some exciting things over here, and I'm looking forward to sharing some announcements with you over the next couple of months. Before we get started with today's episode, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Five Star, over at fivestarstudents.com. If you are looking for a platform to handle your extracurricular, positive behavior and engagement tracking needs, this is the one for you. I am in love with their program and I know you will be too. Today, I get the pleasure of chatting with elementary principal Terry Walker from Washington, D.C. In our conversation, we touch on leading through grief and some leadership lessons she's learned along the way. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Terry Fuller, to the show. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. And I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So I want to start us off by getting to know more about you and your journey to leadership. So what can you share with us? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I have a very unique uh, story. I don't have a degree in education. My bachelor's degree is in marketing, which I love. Me too. Yes. Yeah, see, but you actually need it. You actually need that creative stuff. Yes. Um, so I have a degree in marketing. I did not expect to go into education. So years ago, I had a friend from college. She called me one morning and I was working at like apartment complex doing leasing. And she calls, this is like, I'm 21. She calls and she's like, listen, have you thought about being a teacher? I'm like, no, but I wouldn't mind being an art teacher. So she's like, just go down to the school board. And I'm like, okay. So I took off from my job, go to the school board. I go through the process. There's so many people there. And the guy from human, human resources, he says, listen, you can't be an art teacher, but you can be a fourth grade teacher. I said, mm-hmm. okay, this is probably not okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 I am the youngest child. I had not really been around children. I played school, loved it with my stuffed animals, but that's about it, right? (laughs) And so the next thing you know, in 2001, I became a teacher. Terrible. I was a terrible teacher because I didn't have any background knowledge, Mm -hmm. but I had a mentor teacher who was absolutely phenomenal. Her name was Karen Coleman in Prince George's County. And um, she was wonderful, patient, guided me. I moved schools third year. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Went on to become a mentor teacher because I loved Karen Coleman, who was a mentor teacher, then an instructional coach, then an assistant principal, and now a principal. The other thing is I became a teacher about two days before school started. So I didn't have any classroom materials. It was just random, missed pre-service week mostly. When I became an assistant principal, I started the first day of school. I was hired that Friday. Oh my gosh. So the staff, the parents, they're like, who are you? You know, because they had done pre-activities. I know nothing about D.C. public schools and, you know, all the major things. So I started the first day of school. With the principalship, 
I applied for a fellowship maybe 2012, my second year of the assistant principalship. And I will say I was not ready for this particular journey of principalship. So I didn't get in. So of course, you know, you're young, never going to apply again. Why would I do this? Mm -hmm. So I ignored the signs, saw the application. I'm not doing this. And then got an email that said, listen, you've been highly recommended. You should consider applying still like I'm not doing it. I ended up applying on the last day, made a little video, which starting to get used to videos now, but definitely not then. So I made my little video and sent it in, did the interview and got into the fellowship. So this would be my mm-hmm. last year at my school because you are practicing and kind of interning at different schools. But even before then, on my way to work, there's this gospel song and I, I don't know who sings it, but it, she says there's a leak in this old building and my soul has got to move. And I would hear this song for like four weeks on my way to work. Mm. And uh, now in the song, she's really talking about going to heaven. It's not trying to go to heaven, but I felt the song in a different way of like something it has to happen. I, I have to move or God is going to move me because my faith is a really big part of whatever I do. And so between hearing the song, having these feelings, um, so I go to the interview, it was in the morning. So then I go back to work and I remember going back to work and I was just like, I don't feel right here. So I could do the fellowship. It's been wonderful, great learning experience. And so in 2016, I was appointed as interim principal at Plummer Elementary School. That was a battle, right? I didn't think that I was going to be selected for principal in DC. I don't know if it's like that where you are, but you panel. So you go to like different schools and you panel. I was not doing well because my mother had cancer and she was transitioning. You know, if you go through that, you're kind of in denial. And so it was happening and it was impacting me. It was impacting me on interviews. I didn't even tell anyone. But, you know, my mind is like, I got to get home to my mother. So really, I paneled at five schools and I wasn't doing well. So then I was appointed interim kind of last minute again. Like, this is my Mm. story. This is my story. (laughs) So everyone else in the fellowship had been appointed. And then me, I was appointed the end of June. And because my mother had cancer, it was, you know, she was doing well and then not well. So when her health started to fail, I always knew, though, that I would be in the principalship. I knew that's what I needed to sustain me. So even though interim is not the best for some people, because you hear that, right? And you're like, well, that's not permanent. I knew if it was only for a year, that is what I needed during that time, because you immerse yourself in the school community. You can't really think about yourself. So that's it. And um, I have a young lady at work, a teacher, and she's in a program and she interviewed me and she said, I'm like, you know, why do you do this work? And I'm like, I'm really doing God's work. I really believe that as much as we focus on instruction, we want to do well. I think that there's opportunity to touch people and people to touch you. And I think for me, despite challenges, this is where I'm supposed to be. So how many years are you into the principalship now? Seven. Seven. And at the same school? Yes. Okay. So I'm really curious because that was such a tough note to start on with just what was going on in your personal world. And did you take a lot of time? You no, couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, my mother passed away August 9th, 2016. 
I had her service August 13th, 2016. Mm-hmm. And I met with new teachers and my new staff on August 15th, you know, for pre-service week and you're having right. celebrations. And so I met with them, you know, my, I have some great friends. They set up the gym. They had juice and snacks and breakfast and mm-hmm. all of those great things. But looking back, I wish I would have taken time. I wish someone would have said, take off because health and wellness are key to being successful. Yeah. I was successful my first year because we had park games, our standardized assessment. But was I successful in a way with my staff to build relationships? No, because I'm gonna I, I'm I'm trying to not cry every day. Right. Just walk the halls, do what's necessary. When I'm having these conversations about instruction, they're very matter of fact. They're very mm. this is what it is, which we know in leadership, that is not how we get people on our side. That is not how we should communicate, but it is in fact what I was doing. Not because that's who I am, but that was how I was coping. And so for me, two things out of this, Lord knows, I wish my mother was still here, but I'm able to talk to people about what this experience is like, right? I'm also able to talk about wellness in the aspect you have to take care of yourself mentally because no one else is going to do that for you and it will impact the success you can truly have. Mm-hmm. When you think back to that time when you started and all you were going through, what do you wish someone would have said to you and what do you wish you would have done differently? So I wish someone would have, I wish someone would have said take off, like take mm-hmm. some even if it is maybe a Friday and Monday, a long weekend. I wish someone would have said take off. I wish someone would have said the school will be here tomorrow because yeah. it always is. <laughs> I wish someone would have said, you have plenty of time to do great things. So take care of mm-hmm. you. And what I would do differently, I would advocate for myself. But that was really my first experience with a loss such as that. I lost my grandmother, mm-hmm. but it didn't touch me the same as my mother. Yeah. And so I, I didn't know what to do or how to do. So you're just kind of going through the motions. So that's why, like for me, when my staff, just do what you need to do for yourself. We'll figure it out the best way we know how. Mm -hmm. So I just wish I would have. And I wouldn't say advocate because I feel like if I would have said it, people would have been perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. But I guess just taking care of myself better. Mm -hmm. And do you think if you had taken that time, you had mentioned that was a bumpy year for you. Do you think if you had taken that time, it would have changed the trajectory of that year? I do. I do. So maybe in 2019, I started a program at Georgetown University for master's in executive leadership. It was a streamlined program. It was a year. And we talk a lot about servant leadership and engaging with people. Mm-hmm. And when I was going through the process and, you know, writing papers, one of the things that I thought to do was apologize to some of my staff. So now it's three years mm-hmm. later. So I'm meeting with some of my staff and I'm checking in with them and I'm, you know, I don't remember that day, but apparently I might've been not my best self. Let's just say that. So when checking in with the teachers, I said, well, you know, can you just tell me a little bit about that first pre-service day, the first time you met me and interacted with me? One teacher was just like, whoo, Miss Fuller. (laughs) And I was just like, was it that bad? She was like, it was bad, but Mm. I do not remember at all. Mm. I don't remember. Because again, I'm in front of this group of people. The school was a lot a lot larger then. 
And I'm just trying not to cry. Really, mm-hmm. that, that's all I'm trying to do. And just talk about the points of the standardized assessment that was taken the previous year, you know, just do all the things we're supposed to do. And so I did that with a few staff members. I think it was helpful to some degree, mm-hmm. but they definitely felt that for sure. Yeah. And as you just shared that story of the teacher interaction you had, I'm thinking, wow, how amazing it is that you were so transparent and comfortable in acknowledging what has happened in the past and how amazing of that teacher to not only accept it, but tell you with full transparency, it was this then, but we are here now and Mm -hmm. we can move forward from that. Yes. Yes. And I, I felt good that I did it because I really, like I said, I, my mind was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It, it was not there. And so when thinking about new leaders, right, I really am adamant about wellness and taking care of yourself because you just can't be your best self if you are not well mentally or physically. So many in our families, um, traditions, we are, we, we're the caregivers and we take mm-hmm. care. We make sure everyone has everything. And I don't mind having that role with my family or even at work, but there has to be some boundaries and you have to set them for your own well-being. Mm -hmm. I so appreciate this conversation. I'm thinking back to my journey of leadership and I lost both my parents while being a principal, my father almost nine years ago and my mom just last year. And in my father's instance, I went back to work in a situation that was already not feeding me. It already was sucking my soul. And I went back a couple days into it. And in hindsight, I said, I, I will not do that again. I will not go back right away. I'm going to take the time. And then my mom passed last year very unexpectedly. And I went back after a couple days. So here I go again. I, I'm going back. And it was a mix of things. It was partly because I was so in my thoughts. I said, I need a distraction. So I'm going to go back to work. And I love the people I work with. So I did that. But what I should have done was said, I'm going to work the time I feel I can work. If I have to go home early, I'm going to do that. If I need to take a day off here or there, I'm going to do that. And I did not do that. So I appreciate this conversation and message to anyone who might be listening that's saying, it's okay. People mm-hmm. are going to understand and get through it. You can do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And we do the same for our teachers all the time. Without Right. Like you're like, okay, there won't be a teacher. I might have to find a sub or we might be not even find a sub. Mm-hmm. But we can make it and you mean it with sincerity. And so we have to do the same for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Are you fully transparent with your staff when it comes to moments like this, when you're just saying, I need a break, I need to take a day? No, I am not. And it's so funny. I was talking to a friend last night. And so we're talking about this feeling of being vulnerable and sharing it. Now, I'm okay yeah. with everyone else being vulnerable and do whatever's necessary. I get it. I would say it's not that I'm afraid to do it, but I guess in a way of caring for them, I don't want them to have to care for me, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. And I don't want to burden them. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's something to what you're saying. And it should, I think they would appreciate the transparency mm-hmm. of showing your vulnerability, of showing that 
maybe I need time. And they're probably like, yes, please take some time. <laughs> Leave mm-hmm. us alone for three days. But I do think that is something I could work on for sure. Yeah. I think too, sometimes it's a pressure we put on ourselves mm-hmm. as women and as women of color to be everything to everyone and not taking the time or communicating what we need. I think that's a, a lesson we all need to get better at. I'm also curious too, through your journey, which I'm just so fascinated with of just how you started and that that level of healing that you're doing with your staff. What are some of the things you've learned about just leadership through that journey? Oh, so much, so much. I always, I was just talking about this with my assistant principal last week. Really, this job is about the psychology of people and and not that you're a clinician and diagnosing people, because we all know that we should build relationships and talk to people and be kind. I mean, that's what we should do, right? As just people and as humans. But it's really getting to know people, what they share, because you don't want to force anyone to share anything. But if you learn their trauma, their experiences, their beliefs, it is really understanding who they are, because then this may help you understand how you approach them and their reaction to children, if it is Mm -hmm. not the best reaction. This may help you understand if they are suffering a loss or have suffered in this time of years more difficult. It is about saying it's okay not to be okay. Because I say that to them all the time, right? Um, mm-hmm. Again, something to work on for myself. But um, it is really the psychology of people. So I've learned that and getting to know them and who they are. Because And then what motivates them too? And is it that they want to have a, just a lifestyle? Is it they want this internal success? Like you have to know people. I would also say one of the things I've also learned is you can only be you. I remember when I was going through the fellowship and we had sessions and um, this one principal came to talk to us. She was lovely. She was bubbly. Her personality. I'm like, she is so awesome. So I'm a pleasant person, but I am not overly bubbly. That is not who I am. (laughs) But I, I love people. I love to talk. I love to laugh. But she was just bubbly. And I'm like, this is so great. Her energy. So I go to work the next day and my principal's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I am practicing being bubbly and cheerful. He's like, we, we like you who you like you are. This is not even mm-hmm. you. Because of course, I'm forcing it, right? Yeah. Um, and so what I tell people is this. We all have good traits that you know are fabulous, but we also have traits that can be more challenging, but usually our good mm-hmm. outweighs those other traits. So really just embrace who you are. Because when you try to be something or someone that you're not, that's when the work gets challenging. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the book lead with your strengths, right? Yeah. You lead with your strengths. We all have faults. We all have those imperfections, but leading with your strength, it is good for you. It's good for your wellness because Mm -hmm. then you're not forcing yourself. Because again, going back to vulnerability, it's okay to say, this is not my strong suit right here. This is where I need help from my assistant principal or my coaches. And that is perfectly fine. So you have to stand firm in who you are and know that. I think that's really been something that I've learned and people respect it. Yeah. I want to underscore tremendously what you're saying right now, because I feel like this is a huge soundbite in that you do not have to be perfect. And I think, again, that's another expectation 
we put on ourselves to have to be everything to everyone, but you come with gifts and we really have to shine in our gifts. And it's okay to find people who can complement the areas that we are not perfect in. So I love that so much, Terry. Thank you. I want to go back to the very beginning of your story when you became a principal and you highlighted a moment where you had great friends that came in and set up some things for you. Mm-hmm. And support circles are so important. And so as a leader, who is your support circle? Who do you go to when you feel you need to share or decompress? So in DCPS, we have clusters. So when I first came into the system, I was a part of cluster one. And interesting because my mother passed. I would not talk to anyone. Um, Again, I didn't have the capacity. I didn't have the mental strength to really engage. So at the meetings, kind of sit by myself. I'm already a natural introvert to some degree. So I'm sitting by myself. If I have to answer, I will, but I'm not going out of my way. And so somehow, I don't know, a trip to Napa Valley was being planned. (laughs) And somehow someone was like, invite her. And I'm like, so now this is the spring now. So I'm a little better, mm-hmm. I'm a little better. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. I don't know these women, but I'll go. And we just formed this great friendship. And so now mm-hmm. um, it's on the way home. Listen, this happened today. What do you think I should do? It's in the text messages. Am I acting crazy with this? What are your thoughts? Because you need people to tell you you're acting crazy sometimes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's about four of us. We have our group chat. And it's awesome. We have traveled together. I enjoy them because they are about the work. And it's Mm -hmm. not just, you do really need those thought partners. I also talk to my boss. I also talk. So here's the thing. And this is where I'm learning that. So I have some wonderful male friends, right? And they are totally different. And so now I'm following their lead too. I'm like, so you do that, right? You, you (laughs) You just lay low sometimes. I'm like, okay. And they're doing the work, fabulous people, but it looks different, right? Absolutely. But let's be clear. Men can also sometimes, and I don't know if I'm going to get backlash for this or anything, but sometimes what people expect from men and women are totally different. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to sometimes perform like us. They have to create these dynamics of these staff get together sometimes and all of those things and make it, you know, but I always enjoy talking to them and getting ideas and getting a new thought process too. So I had a mentee and he was so wonderful. He was so charismatic, his personality. He is a principal now. I love it, but I learned a lot from him too in his thinking and how he approached things. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Terry, you've given us so much wisdom today. This is incredible. Um, we are nearing the end of our time together, unfortunately, but we always end with our fast five okay. to get to know a little bit more about you. So I'm just going to shoot some questions at you. Hit me with one word or sentence, whatever comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Favorite leadership book? I would say Leading with Your Strengths. Mm-hmm. Favorite app? Instagram. I have to delete it. (laughs) (laughs) You say that with such trepidation. I love it. (laughs) It takes so much of my time. (laughs) I know. It's how I feel about TikTok. Best Amazon find for work? 
for work, it's usually something I buy the staff. Like they have a lot of things in bulk, so I can get the staff things. So I don't know one thing, but they're good for bulk items for the staff. Yeah, for sure. Favorite song to put you in a good mood? I love um, Lovely Day. Lovely Day. I think it's Bill Withers. I love that Yeah. Song. I love great. it. I, it's so funny. I was just at a school and the principal was telling me he loves to start that uh, his day with that every day. So I love that. One yeah. tip you would tell your first year principal self? It's okay not to be okay. That is what I would tell my first principal self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Terry. So if listeners are connecting with you or want to connect with you, how can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Leadership and Me um, under my name, of course, Terry. That's Terry with an I, Terry Fuller. But um, I had to research my handle. I have to get better with Twitter. <laughs> but it's Leadership and Me mm-hmm, on Twitter. And then my email address for DCPS is terry.fuller at k12.dc.gov. Wonderful. Terry, thank you so much for your time today. This was a really honest and pure conversation, and I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for the opportunity. I really hope we can connect again just to talk about this work. I love it. For sure. And if you ever come back to Napa, I'm an hour and a half away. Yes, yes, I have to get back. We didn't get to do everything. (laughs) There you go. Yes. Thank you to Terry for spending some time with us today. We'll see you next week for another new episode featuring another great female school leader. Until then, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.